Hi, I'm Timmy. And I'm Mary Jane. He's the newbie. She's the doobie. And this is the show where we'd we tote cannabis. Talk. From both sides. Is that even possible? This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own and not intended to apply to another's personal situation. You should always consult with a qualified, licensed physician or other healthcare provider. By watching or listening to this podcast, you acknowledge you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your country or region. This podcast is for adults only, should not be used as a meal replacement, and may contain nuts. Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of The Newbie and the Doobie. My name's Timmy and I am the newbie. Mary Jane and I'm the doobie. And I'm figuring we should probably bring this up right at the beginning of the episode. You want to address the topic? <laughs> what do you want? Undress the topic? Well, yeah, uh, kind of. <laughs> well, I, I feel bad for the people that are like listening on podcast format because they have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah, if you have chosen to uh, to discover us and then to listen to us in podcast form, you're missing out on things like Towel Day. That's true. It is Towel Day. <laughs> and you would know that if you could see us. Right. Now, you are wearing a beautiful, uh, colorful... Did you tie-dye that yourself? I did not tie-dye this one myself, but it is a tie-dye towel, yes. Now, I am, I'm sporting the, uh, the Scooby-Doo towel. So. Nice. Classically a stoner, stoner right? comedy. I mean, there is, uh, there is rumors out there. I don't want to listen. Uh, mind you, if you're a kid, you shouldn't be listening to this anyways. But there are rumors that Scooby-Doo um, and Shaggy were probably consumers. Um, definitely Shaggy. Like, what were in those Scooby snacks? <laughs> well, he definitely, okay, well, definitely Scooby took those Scooby snacks like they were like like chocolates, right? Yeah. Um, and Shaggy, from, from every description that you could have of what the typical stoner, stereotypical or not, would be perceived as, that would be Shaggy. Definitely. Right? It, yep, for sure. Now, mind you, I would assume that probably the entire crew was probably not just um, smoking weed, but probably doing mushrooms or something because they saw a lot of wacky stuff. And well, I'm they, not... they did own a van, right? <laughs> That's classic stoner too, right? They, they, have, a they had a van. Yeah, yeah. They had a, a dog. It would, it would, you would, your whole opinion, you know, I never really thought about that until later on in life, but... I mean, that's a show that I still, my son has like almost the entire collection of Scooby-Doo and like the new ones that they created, which aren't nearly as good, but he was a huge Scooby-Doo fan. And not once did I connect, um, those, those worlds together. But now I look back on it. You're you know, like, hmm. I'm like, hmm. That would probably change the way I view, like, were these ghosts and, and everything were Real? they actually there? They were, you know, well, they weren't. Of, it's kind of like the Simpsons. I remember watching the Simpsons as a child. And then watching the same episode as an adult and seeing things in that show that were not there that I did not get, but that's, that's just child to adult. But yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to bring this up or should bring it up, but I never watched the Simpsons as a child. Oh, 
That's showing your age. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to pretend it was because I was sheltered from The Simpsons. But when you said I watched it as a child, I'm like, oh, I didn't even get that opportunity to watch it. Did they even have televisions when you were a child, Timmy? (laughs) All right. right. You know, okay, you know what else we're celebrating today? (laughs) I want to change the the topic really quickly. I don't, because we're sitting here in towels. Look at where my name tag is. I see the name tag. This is how dedicated I am. I can't wait for it to come off later <laughs> okay. um it well okay here's the thing when i when i put it on and i'm once again sorry to the podcast people youtube the newbie and the doobie this is where you're gonna have to go but this is very nicely placed just north of the nipple because i'm not an idiot okay but i tried to adjust it and just pulling the corner i'm just like oh wait a minute this isn't a good idea but it's too late now it's already on there. So I can't feel it as long as I don't touch it, but... Um, it will have to come off. <laughs> it will have to come off. So... That's true. Might be worth staying around for. We'll see what happens. Well, I'm sorry, Timmy, but as awesome as Towel Day is, <laughs> we also need to celebrate Fragrance Week. Mm. Fragrances are very important. It was... I mean, it was very hard for us to even distinguish between should we do... Should we celebrate Towel Day or should we celebrate Fragrance Week? And we ultimately decided, let's do both. We'll wear towels... And we'll talk about fragrances. This is true. Right? And I might have had a smoke before I came in. So I am fragrant as <laughs> well. Might have had a smoke before you came we, in. We know you, I do. You always have a smoke before you come in. Yes. Um, you know, uh, the thing about the fragrances that I find funny, and here's just a personal story, um, personal <sighs> interaction between a newbie and a doobie, is you are always so excited when you buy weed to come and show me, like, or not show me, yeah, show me the weed. But then you crack open the thing and you hold it under my nose. Like I, I like a prisoner being pushed against a wall, just smell it, smell it. And her eyes get all big and wide. Like, it's just like this obsession. Smell it. What do you smell? They all smell so different. Well, when you say that though, I, in my mind, I'm like, there's a right answer, a right answer and a wrong answer. And I got no... And you so, give me the wrong answer every time, and well, it's the same one. Well, well, here's the thing. It's the right answer in my mind. Okay, look, if you're a newbie listening right now, you probably can relate to this if you know anybody who's a doobie. And doobies, just understand where I'm coming from. When MJ puts that little container thing under my nose, everything in me, and I'm not even making it up, all I can smell is weed. That's the answer he gives me. He, you Literally. Okay, so it's not a newbie answer because if you ask Tommy Chong mm-hmm. what his favorite strain of weed is or what it smells like, yeah. he'll give you the same answer. Weed. It's all oh. just so weed. So me and Tommy Chong are pretty much equal in the cannabis space. Maybe you guys just get it and the rest of us don't. Or maybe you don't get it and the rest of us do. I prefer to think that me and Tommy Chong actually get it. Tommy Chong. Tommy Chong. <laughs> Wrong guy, babe. Tommy Chong. Tommy. Thomas. If you're listening, Thomas, Mr. Chong. <laughs> you and I are one. Is wow. that fair to say? Maybe. Right? Yeah. It all smells like weed, but you disagree vehemently. You always are surprised that I that I say that because for some reason you believe they all smell different. Talk I, to me I about that. I believe in the science. 
I believe in the science. I, I actually believe so much in the science that it has to do with our word of the week. All right. All right. Well, we're going to get to that. Uh, here's what's happening on today's episode. Okay. okay. What do we have? We've got a high five list. Okay. We've also got the, I'm like, okay, as in you're going to tell me the next <laughs> thing. Like, Wait, what else do we have? It's like, I thought, I thought you knew because you just said it. Wait, what do we have? It's, oh yeah, the word of the oh, week. Wait, did you have a joint before the show? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> Every once in a while, she says to me, I don't want to, I don't want to feed into the stigma. I say, it's never the weed. <laughs> it's never the weed. It's never the weed. It might've been the dab I had after. Okay. I didn't that's, say it wasn't the dad. That's one of my favorite comments, though. It's always, it's never the weed. So It's she, always never the weed. <laughs> if, she, if she loses her car keys. It's not the weed. It's never the weed. No. But if she loses her car keys, sometimes she'll say to me, what? It's the weed. No, I <laughs> never say that. I never say that. But it is interesting that if I had a really good sleep, I can't technically say that it was the weed because then I'd be going against me saying it's never the weed. Yeah, it's a dilemma. But I am forgetful. I for, I forgot that I was supposed to say the next line. <laughs> you, know, you know who understands? Me and Tommy. I thought you were going to say Jesus. Tommy. <laughs> Tommy. What, me, Tommy, and Jesus. I actually got to meet Tommy Chong and interview him. Yes. And you on my knees. Cheech, Cheech and Chong. Yes. You, you interviewed. I did. Now, for a non-consumer um, at the time, it's kind of like, okay, that's cool. But for a consumer, a light, lifelong consumer. Oh, my God. Like, I that's grew like up me watching, meeting Alyssa Milano. I grew up watching Cheech and Chong movies with my dad. Yes. Like, it was, they, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I can't even talk See, right now, but I could talk then. That's how I feel about meeting Alyssa Milano. I understand. See, if we can get on these, you go, do you know what it'd be like to meet Cheech and Chong? I'm like, no, although Tommy and I. Send me a t send me a tweet, Tommy. I don't know we'll if you're together. going Alyssa Milano and Tommy Chong. Well, did you have a crush on Tommy Chong? Do I have to answer that? No, but all he, I, he, I had a crush on Alyssa 70, Milano in the '70s show. Um, he was in the '70s show. Yes, he was did you watch that when you were show? a kid too? No, I was a teenager. <laughs> Oh. Way too much information is happening here. Okay, so. Um, <laughs> so what do we have? We have a high five you want, list. want me to try it again? Want me to yes, start over? yes. Okay, all right. I'm Timmy Boyle. Take the two. The newbie. No, not that far <laughs> oh, back. Not that far back? Okay. okay. Um, on today's show, coming up, we have the high five list. Word of the week. And our special guest. Who is it? Jackie Childs. I'm just kidding. I knew that. But I'm ching. <laughs> But before we, so before we even get to our guest today and um, we're going to do those two other things, I'm yes. very excited Jackie's on the show. Uh, Me too. She's a super special person. Um, and uh, we want to do a high five list. We want to do our word of the week. And I'm going to go first. Okay. That's why we said high five list first? Yeah. Okay. I think so. High five. Sometimes I think they're going to not believe that I'm the newbie. I can't move very far um, because I don't want my towel. To... I think there are times where I feel like like I come across as the stoned one. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Sometimes people go, "That can't, that can't be." But that's the thing. That's literally what happened when We're I was trying to crush the when I was the stereotype. Up, when I was growing up, that was the thing. I would go, I would go out, and I would, I would have these parties with people. I wasn't a big partier. But you would think I was the drunk one in the crowd because I'd be the one be like, "Whoa!" Running yeah, around, but that's drunk in a towel. But I wasn't. I never drank anything. Maybe you need to just chill. 
I never smoked weed either. Maybe you just need a There are times when I'm chill and people are like, he's too chill. He can't. He must smoke weed. Maybe you don't need anything. Maybe that's the thing. That's the point, right? Like maybe we, it, do you believe weed is for everybody? No, I believe that weed is for, like. Uh, Interesting. I believe a strain for every pain. A strain for every pain. So now I just got to figure out what my pain is and go from there. Right. I have a little bit. Of, it's in the back, lower back. Sometimes I tweak it. You just need a better bed. All right. Fair enough. All right. So my high five list today is, uh, it's time for Timmy's high five list. It's a very simple uh, list today. Okay. Okay. What are we doing? What are we talking about today? It's my top five fragrances mm-hmm. that I love. Okay. That if they were in weed... I w- might decide to consume. Okay. So like these are fragrances, or if you held it to my nose, it'd be like, oh, that's, and I would be able to name it. It wouldn't just smell like weed to me. You know? Okay. Okay. So these are my top five fragrances that I love Okay. that maybe if they were in weed, I might consume. Okay. Okay. Number one, bacon. Is there weed... That smells like bacon. Because if there was, uh, I would at least smell it. Let's just say I would at least smell the weed. Um, I could make bacon that has weed infused in it. Interesting. Okay. Number The number two fragrance, okay, for five, four. Yeah, that's how we're doing it, five. The fourth one okay. is mint chocolate chip. I love, when I open up a, a carton of mint chocolate chip ice cream, it is the best thing in the world. Now, I can't do lactose anymore, so I can't eat mint chocolate chip ice cream. But still, the mint chocolate chip fragrance. The smell. Oh, love it. Well, um, fun fact, there is strains that mm-hmm. are ice cream, and there are strains that have mint and chocolate. Have you ever made me smell one of those? Uh, I think I got you to smell the chocolate tie stick. Do you remember that? It smelled really chocolatey. Did it smell like weed? Probably. Yeah. Number three on my list of fragrances that I love that they should make into weed fragrances. A clean house. My house is my house is clean. And I love a clean house. You know that 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 you know, well everybody knows this, right? Is it like a lemon smell? Most people use like a lemon cleaner. You know when you walk you just know when you walk into a house and you go, oh, that's not fresh. It's like a freshness. Are you talking about my house? Because my house not, always smells like weed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like we could do that same thing that we do with, with weed with people's houses. You go, go to the door, open the door and go, what do you smell? I smell weed. You know, what's so funny. My and neighbors literally in the summer, they're like, we can smell your house through. <laughs> like it em- emulates like right out the windows and shit. The number two on my list of my favorite fragrances that should be made into weed, omelet. Now, you could put a whole lot of different things in an omelet, but my omelet in particular, when I'm cooking my omelet in the morning, it's a it's a seven element, eight element omelet. And that combination, you can tell me if this if there's any way to like bring weeds together to create avocado, egg. Spinach, tomato, onion, mushrooms, peppers, and Eve's Mexican ground round. I stand by my first answer. I can infuse it for you. 
Okay. All right. Maybe something that we can try on a future episode. And my number one fragrance that I love that they should make into weed is fresh cut grass at a baseball park. At a baseball park. Not just, if you've ever gone in like in April to opening day at at a grass field where it's just been cut and you can see the logo cut into the field. There is something about those fresh clippings. Maybe it's just the sense, maybe it's the baseball smell. Maybe hmm. there's a smell of, ba- actually smelling a glove that's been freshly oiled down and like ready for, for spring. That's actually a great smell too. So let's go with grass slash, it's like, okay. So anything that reminds you of baseball? Opening day baseball smell. Can we throw hot dogs in there too? Yes. Opening day. <laughs> I would, I might actually try to consume one more time, if somebody had handed me a joint that smelt like opening day baseball, oh. that would be it. See, I think it would be amazing if you could smoke a joint that made you feel like you were at opening day baseball. That would be cool. Okay. All right. Tommy, get on that. Tommy and I are close now. If anybody could do it, it'd be Mr. Chong. <laughs> Mr. Chong. Yeah. All right. Sorry, you said it's so funny. I said you said I said Mr. Chong, and I went into Shelby for some reason. My brain showed me Shelby. Shelby Oh, Shelby's his wife. Oh, okay. She. It's so funny because when people think of Tommy Chong, they think of Cheech and Chong, and I think of Shelby Chong. Um, Absolutely gorgeous. Like when we did the interview, it was so funny. I said I was like I said I was on my knees and I was talking to the guys, and it was super late. And she came in the room, and I'm sure like. Any woman who's there with their husband doing a show, and she also participates in the show. Okay. So um, it was like one one thirty. They were gracious enough to grant me an interview, um, and she came in and she was very nice. But like you know, like kind of like, hey, when are we going to the room? Like I'm tired. Can I get the keys? <laughs> and uh, it was her birthday, like the day before, and I had brought a gift for her. And I literally, like, I couldn't even speak. I started snapping my fingers to the to the person that was with me. And I was like, give me the box, give me the box, which was her present. And um, I'd gifted her a hair straightener from that, like, a friend of mine has a company. And it was, I was speechless. I've never been speechless for any celebrity <laughs> in my life. But Shelby Chong and I was like, this woman is a goddess. <laughs> like, you, we, I'm going to go out. Of after this and get it Google and show you who Shelby Chong right, is because she's she's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about uh, the interview. We'll, we'll talk about that on another, on another episode. I yeah. Think, that, would, that would be very cool. Yeah. All right. So talk about so the fragrances that you said. There's science behind it, right? You're yeah. Saying you don't understand gonna, the science. Yeah, because you say it all just smells like weed. Yeah. Like one of my favorite smells um, is lemons. Yeah. I love lemons. Um, I don't know what it is about lemons that, like you say, makes me feel clean and happy. And this is where I get into the science because the science behind um, smells is our word of the week is terpenes. Terpenes. Yes. Word of the week. Terpenes. 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 Not torpedo or torpedo. Terpenes. 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 Um, so what they are are they're highly aromatic, and they're responsible for the smell of many different herbs and plants. Okay. So, for example. So, not just weed. So, terpenes are actually. Oh, oh it's not just weed. Okay. There are over 20,000 different terpenes that are known in existence. 20,000. 
And 100 of those terpenes, over 100 of them, are in cannabis strains. That's why cannabis is so desirable. Because you can get a wide variety of terpenes from one plant. Now, not each strain has the same terpenes. Each one varies depending on what the strain is. Um, so, for example, lemon, which I like, contains limonene. Lavender contains linalool. And pine trees, pinene. So when people say, go for a walk out in nature, it helps relax you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're smelling a lot of these terpenes. Pinene actually has a calming sedative effect. Mm. Um, lemons have been known for years to help with heart health and um, weight loss and diet and stuff like that. And which is amazing that to me, I, I resonate to cannabis that have limonene terpene profiles because I need um, stomach, I have stomach issues and stuff. So it's like we're using the cannabis through the terpenes. So if terpenes are not just a cannabis thing, although I never remember hearing about that in sinus class, although in school, to be fair, I didn't really pay attention at all. I don't think we had sinus class. Sinus, okay, all right, fine. <laughs> really do look like a newbie. The thing is, is that, so technically, the smell that I get from opening day might be a combination of terpenes. It absolutely could be. Like when you're saying that the smell of the grass... Yeah. Fresh cut grass. Absolutely. So then it is possible for somebody to collect the malt, those terpenes and create a weed plant. Yes? No. No. You can so so you can actually purchase terpenes in its pure form. People have been extract extracting terpenes okay. from different plants. Yep. Um so that way people then can purchase them and add them to their cannabis okay. to help heighten All right. those terpenes. Sweet. Yeah. So there's, there is science behind it. There we go. And that's it. Listen, um, if you want to go anywhere to discover science and facts. Um, YouTube is where to go. This, this is definitely <laughs> not, it's not the show, but we'll do our best. So there you go. Um, the That's word right. of the week was terpenes. Look terpenes. that up if you want more information. But terpenes are all around us. Yeah. And try, try and identify the things in your life that you really like. Like maybe it is chocolate. Find out what terpenes are in chocolate. In fact, go on any of our uh, social media at the Newbie and the Doobie and let us know what your favorite terpenes fragrances per se. Yeah, or if you be. like uh, cannabis that has a certain type of terpene like yeah. myrcene or caryophylline. Let's do that. Let us know. Let's uh, let's bring in our guest because I'm very excited that uh, that she's uh, joining us today. Um, so are you ready for this? We've I am. I am. I just want to give a little quote before she comes in here. Uh, it's one that I absolutely, absolutely love that she says. I want to make sure I get it right here. If they don't invite you to their table, build your own and invite them to yours. And I really think she said it very well there because, you know, screw them. I'm going to build my own and you're more than welcome to come or don't come. Either way, I'm going to do me. So welcome our guest in. Go ahead and do it. All right. Bring in Jackie. Jackie, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm super. 
That's a seamless <laughs> beginning. I love it. She's busy, as always, trying to manage, a, a, you know, a mogul. I, I got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, you are one of the most... Um, you look busy anyways on Instagram. That would be the way I'd say it. You're, and you seem to be taking pictures all over the world, and yet you're nowhere. <laughs> exactly. We can't go, go anywhere in 13,000 sets. So I can still look like I'm living. <laughs> Yeah, there's not been much of that over the last year, right? People, well, still living, but not traveling. There hasn't been a lot of living. No, really, there hasn't been a lot of living. It, it, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm not having the best time anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness that I have, still have my memories in those damn photos. <laughs> so I actually want to talk about that. How have you been coping over the last year, I'm assuming cannabis, lots of cannabis. Yes, that is a great assumption there. <laughs> um, it's I'm writing more. Um, thank goodness I can still write for from wherever I am and what you know whatever's going on in the world. I write for Kind Magazine, which is um, in the cannabis space, and um, yeah, writing, doing a little bit of ghostwriting for other people in the cannabis space and trying to keep busy that way from um, putting out old content kind of with new stories added to it. I mean, how I felt about, you know, like I'm posting shoots and things and I talk about my anxiety and just how I felt during that time and going down memory lane is really what I've been doing the last little over a year. <laughs> Has being in lockdown um, increased the anxiety or is it just a different type of anxiety? You know, you know what? Now it, it's it's kind of scary because um, I'm really good at staying home. I'm I'm very comfortable on my own and doing my own thing, and now perhaps too comfortable. Like I'm a little concerned that I've gotten really comfortable at being at home and being by myself and saying no to, you know, any sort of offer, even if it's just like uh, drop something, a porch pickup, or you know, we'll be outside. Do you want to stop by? You, I'm weighing the pros and cons of every, you know, social interaction. It's a big deal. It's so. Is it a good thing? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I'm getting good at being comfortable on my own. Well, I have uh, pursued a life where if if you saw and could feel my hands. They are super smooth. Like my whole life has been avoiding doing stuff. So this has been a really nice thing. Yeah, I personally, it's been driving me crazy because all of the things that I normally do to like let off some steam, I can't do. Like we used to go to Canada's Wonderland to ride the roller coaster to scream at the top of my lungs. And I can't do that. So there's... There's a lot of adjustment for yep. me and a lot, a lot more cannabis consumption <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I agree. That's so I was, I'm, I've been speaking about this a lot lately and a lot of people have wanted to talk about this. I've had seven years of serious therapy so I can um, work around my social anxieties and the depression and PTSD 
and now I'm, we're going into the 14th month of isolation pretty much. And so, you know, the saying no to social events and offers, I don't know how it is going to be when we go back. I'm starting to get offers and things stateside, which I'm still not ready to go yet, but because um, America is opening up and the hemp and cannabis space is back to work and it is growing season. So a lot of things are happening. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm saying no, because I'm, I'm not ready to travel yet. And our government isn't making it very easy to travel yet. So I'm still saying no, but I, when I want to say yes, or when it's time to say yes, I'm, it, there's going to be a lot to think about. Like I'm the depression. It's a, it's going to be a big deal. Well, see, I'm a huge fan of doing the things that you want to do, Jackie. And this is one of the reasons why I feel like I adore you. I just want to say you emulate this don't take no crap from anybody attitude, but in a nice way. I've never seen you actually like go after somebody. You know what I mean? So it's it's very nice to see that you you should be able to say no if you don't want to do something and people shouldn't hold you against that, you know, and it's nice. Sometimes you do need somebody else to be able to say yes or no. Like I do that for Timmy with his, with his comedy stuff, right? People write in and, you know, ask, you know, how much, you know, can he do this show and whatever? And, you know, Mary Jane responds. And she says no, and then doesn't realize that I'm not making any money right now. So yeah. say yes. Well, you know, for the right money. <laughs> I got to get my cut, too. Yes. I, I, I know the, oh, my God, the, when the world stopped 14 months ago and the calendar just was everything was canceled and gone. Wow. Was that, I mean... In the past, if you're broke or unemployed, I always think it's a choice. Like, it, you know, you, there's got to be something out there. Well, right now, people that earn their living, you know, I earn my living when there's crowds. If it's somewhere where there's 1,500 plus people, that's, you know, I'm getting paid. Now, nobody, <laughs> where are we finding 1,500 plus people? Anywhere. You know, live music and the concerts, events, the conferences, expos any sort of speaking stuff as you're well aware of is all thank god for cannabis <laughs> right now and nice weather and how, nice weather finally <laughs> <laughs> have you always been an, an open book like right now so we're celebrating towel day and so here we are uh, you know on youtube in podcast form not that podcast matters in this but you know we're wearing towels and you have jumped aboard to celebrate towel towel day again thank you is that just part of who you've always been um hmm Mm. <laughs> so um, I was married for a long time. Um, I have two grown children. And no, I wasn't. Um, I was in not a very good relationship, um, not a very freeing, liberating, no room to grow relationship. And I would never have shown up on a podcast to well, with a towel on. <laughs> and I wouldn't have shown up to a podcast, actually. Our life was extremely private, and that's how he wanted it. Um, I would have social media, and 
he would delete it. And, uh, you know, like remember classmates, that was just all a big reconnecting with your high school boyfriend. Oh, yeah. That was obviously not a positive thing. So, um, it's just since my Drew and I, my current husband, I mean, it's 11 years that this, I decided that, you know, who I was before people started telling you no, and you can't, and you're too much, and you're too loud, and you're too, 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 before all that started happening, I was the person that would wear a towel, and the person that liked everyone, and was fun, and interested, and curious in the world, and um, that was all sort of squashed, or diminished through that marriage, and now in my current relationship and the way I live my life every day is there's no, like nothing's off limits. Our thoughts and feelings are our own to own and to evolve. Hmm. And it's fun. We love each other. We're our biggest fans. We love what we've created online. Um, that's why when there is a troller in that negativity, because we've created a really fun, happy life and really cool people. So it's kind of, it doesn't, it, it, it hurts me. I don't get angry. I don't hate. I do not like that word, but there's like, like it, like that hurt offend. You get offended or you get, you know, like, cause I'm used to living that life before that, you know, and I don't want to just because I'm good at living in trauma and living, living, you know, with PTSD and stuff doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm good at it. Doesn't mean I like it much like we were saying about the, um, social distancing and isolation and in lockdown and all that just because I'm good at it doesn't mean it's a good thing. You know, that's, that's a really interesting story. Excuse me. I got a little frog in my throat um, because I too can relate to that. I, I literally, Jackie, I changed my name legally because I felt like I had been suppressed for so many years by other people telling me, same thing. Why Why do you talk to strangers so you sound like an idiot? Or, you know, so I stopped talking to people, and that's not me. I'm loud. I am boisterous. I am bubbly. And I was just like, damn it, I'm going to be me. So that's that's really interesting. And I found that cannabis hugely helps me to to step outside of that old self. You know what I mean? Like that old that tormentor in the back of my brain that is always there that you kind of just have to push down and say, no, I'm better than this. So I think you're doing a great job at that. Well, it's the ego and anxiety is loud and I just have to be louder. You know, when you don't, when we're not doing something or we're not excited about something, or if I'm afraid to try something outside of the box, that's my, that's our ego and our anxiety. So if I can get those two to go away, <laughs> which also we're talking, um, been talking a lot about mushrooms and what better time to experiment with, with plant medicine and mm. you know, cannabis and mushrooms. And just, I mean, to get, we can't physically go on a trip, but we can mentally. <laughs> to just like get back to nature and that. See, I'm wondering, Jackie, have you always been a cannabis consumer or is this something that happened later on in life? Oh, no, this is much later on. I'm very, very late to your party. Okay. And, uh, Welcome. And, and originally, I didn't want to come. <laughs> well, for for the record, I don't um, I don't know if you know that I'm a non-consumer, hence the newbie. So um, I'm still in, 
your old world reluctant I'm, to come to the party. I'm trying, Jackie. I'm trying. <laughs> It was it was my in-laws, actually. They would constantly mention CBD and plant medicine and a holistic approach to things. And, you know, what you learned, you know, you're in school or from your parents or whatever, not necessarily right. They memorized the book. They heard it, you know, they went to where they and then this is what was filtered through. So but I was I mean, teacher's pet and born and raised on Nancy Reagan, just say no to drugs. And that's how I raised my children. Um, and so it's been about four years that I've been consuming cannabis, um, started with CBD, strictly CBD and juicing the plants, the whole plant, making teas, etc. And now I'm fully immersed in cannabis, um, head to toe, mind, body and soul. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I grow it, I eat it, I wear it, hemp, <laughs> um, it's, it's completely, it's, we invest in the cannabis space. I spend probably days a week full of these people. And I'm still very much involved with helping legacy get in past the barriers and the stigmas to be part of where they can actually earn a living, <laughs> a safe living and, you know, a respectful yeah. living, which um, it's difficult in Canada. It's really worse. We're, we're sticklers on some things you know our, our stigma and barriers and yeah it's a the cannabis space in Canada is very different than it is globally that's for sure well number one I'd like to say that um, just based on what I've seen online and I'd encourage anybody to follow Jackie Childs I think you're an incredibly interesting human being um, and part of that is your positivity and part of it is the content but I was surprised to just hear that you've, you're new to the, the cannabis party because it seems like, I mean, you've, it's been your whole life. As a newbie, I often get asked, why aren't you smoking? So my question to you would be, like, what was the impetus? Why did you start? Well, okay, so I have Crohn's and um, I was on a lot of, serious pharmaceuticals for anxiety, depression, and PTSD. Um, my in-laws constantly were mentioning CBD, CBD, and I thought it was snake oil, um, but I eventually tried it and came around to it, and it, it helped tremendously in my transfer to pharma-free living. It's a, you know, I was removing so many heavy-duty pharmaceuticals that were causing really negative hurtful, almost worse than what they were prescribed for side effects. Um, I noticed when my Crohn's was, um, I was in remission, I was feeling a lot better in my head about things. I, which a lot of us do, I started to celebrate. And by celebrate, I meant I was drinking, I was drinking wine and I was doing shots and I was going to cocktail parties. And that's, I didn't want that either. Um, I come from a long line of, I would say, award-winning alcoholics. <laughs> like you know, they still can, they still function, they still do very well in life. They're successful, but they drink and they drink a lot. And it, drinking is not good for you. Like we say, cannabis heals and alcohol hurts. Mm. Um, so I slowly started to smoke joints and try a bomb and try I was I love edibles that's really my way of because I don't like smoking really I do smoke um but 
back to that stereotype and stigma, smoking, is it good for you? I don't think so. I'm not sure if anything in our lungs is good for us. So, I mean, until you convince me otherwise, I still, I'm very careful about what I put in and how I consume. That's why I do prefer edibles. I do prefer to to grow my own and then make my own tinctures and rosins and stuff like that. But I was very vocal about the negative parts of cannabis and the stoners are lazy and you're losers and you're whatever. And really I was missing out. Um, the biggest stoner quote unquote I've ever met in my life is my highly educated, successful, loving, wonderful husband. <laughs> And, and he's got the records eight miles long to, to prove how immersed in cannabis he is. <laughs> and, and he is the most fascinating human. He's a wonderful, intelligent being. And his parents are the same. Um, you know, they're, they also are, you know, they come from a long list, a long line of cannabis consumers. And it, it's just, I, I changed. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. So, and I say that to a lot of the legacy people as well. Like there's a lot of, you know, they're like, Oh, I've never heard of this Jackie Childs and where the hell did she come from? And how come she's winning the awards or she's all of a sudden speaking for us? Well, I was wrong. You were right. I was drunk and abusing pharmaceuticals and you're right. (laughs) That's it. That's where we're at. You know, my apologies. I I really feel like it shouldn't matter when, somebody comes into the cannabis space. I've really only been standing up for injustices, we'll say, in the cannabis space since, we'll say, 2014. I went to 420, and it was that 420 that I was like, enough is enough. I need to be the voice. And I accepted my destiny, we'll say, and like, I I love baking. So I was like, how do I include this into me, into my personality? So Mary Jane Baker was born. Like, it doesn't matter when you come. We should welcome you with open arms and say, yes, cannabis has touched another soul. It's brought another person into a better life. And by doing so, how many people have you been able to reach out to? That's the way I look at it. Which is, which I wish more of us did look, you know, like, um, it's a really, it's a, if we make, if the cannabis community or can, cannabis culture, if we think of it as an industry, um, boy, it's, uh, it's a history. It's a very, uh, cutthroat, um, really backstabbing kind of scary. I think it's because they've always, we've, uh, it, cannabis has, you know, always been in the dark. And literally, and, you know, you get it from your Chad in the dark corner or the back alley and you never. So now that it is, you know, it's legalized and it's being legalized everywhere in the world. And we're trying to, you know, we're coming out as moms who smoke and um, the women in weed and just what we're doing around the world, trying to normalize and end the stigma. I think that there's still that heavy, you know, looking over your shoulder and I, mine is the best. And I was first and that there's so much of that in this space. Like I get really excited when I'm on Twitter and someone congratulates someone else on their first grow or their license or whatever. I spread that and retweet that and share the crap out of that because I see so little people excited for each other. It's, I mean, but it's also, it's big business. There's a lot of money to be made. And that's where 
I think that's where the divide between community culture and industry, right? That because as soon as you mentioned it's it, it's industry, it's big money, there's it's big business to be had. That's where the divide is. And there'll always be that divide. Well, unfortunately. I uh I grew up in the church, so my story is a religious background. Cannabis was, you know, what we call it, the devil's grass, devil's, devil's weed, lettuce. Devil's lettuce. And so <laughs> Or grass. Or grass. Newbie. Um, so I grew up in this community that was, it was always seemed so close-knit. And, and people would often say, you know, it, it doesn't even matter what the belief system is that religion brings this community together. But the more I had gotten into it, as with any culture, I would see, you know, the ugly underbelly. And um, in my transition and journey through faith, and that's a whole different story, um, when I first was exposed to the cannabis industry, I had these everything looks amazing image. I'm like, oh, this is a real community. Everybody's so happy and connected. But even in just the two years that MJ and I have been together and I've been seeing her world. I do try and keep him a little bit sheltered. <laughs> I just want to say, like, I, I try and surround myself with good people. It's true. So. Yeah, she does a good job with that. But what you're saying there... Um, I've even began to see is that in any world, there is this, you would like to think everybody was on the same page, and yet there's this ugliness that is is still happening within the cannabis community. You would think it would be, you know, we're such a small group, and we're, we've been trying to fight for legalization. Let's stay together. And that oh. doesn't seem to be there as Timmy, much as I thought it was. That's the worst, is Legacy versus legal. For some reason, legacy people look down on the legal market like they're sellouts. Mm -hmm. And the legal market looks down on the, the legacy right. market like they don't deserve to be in the legal market. It's sad. So I'm really happy, right. Jackie, that you're, you're finding people like ways to help the legacy into the legal because, oh, my God. Which we all want the same thing. We're all asking for the same thing. You know, the whole, both sides, all sides are, are if, if there was a way, like, I mean, I'm watching, you know, when we're watching the indigenous people and they have all their meetings and they're trying to come, you know, treaty agreements and we're trying to get their land and do it. And they're going back through that. It's almost like we have to do that within the cannabis space. You have to like, take it all back. Okay. Where did, who planted the very first seed? Where was it? Now let's go from there and try, you know, like it's, there has to be a way to sort all of this out because we're really all saying the same thing, all wanting the same thing. Yeah, more um, weed. And, and yeah, exactly. We just want and more I, options. I, I, I will say whether, I mean, I'm, whether I'm supposed to say it or not, whatever side I am, I don't like paying tax when I buy cannabis. Fair like, enough. I don't care. That's, I, uh, my husband's Jewish. <laughs> no, tax is okay, Jackie, but not when it's taxed with the excise tax on top of the tax. Like we're being mm -hmm. double taxed here. That's yeah. Wrong. I don't. I don't want taxes on my cannabis. Um, also, I'm in the cannabis space. I've come to it as a medical patient. I have my prescription and what. It's taxes on my medicine. It's very expensive. Very expensive. That is why I began growing my own a few summers ago and really got involved with, I have a designated grower and I grow a couple places throughout Canada. Um, we're, uh, which, and that's another thing, is cannabis legal or is it not? 
Like, where are we? What? Mm. And it was deemed essential during all of this. Um, my ch- my son is. A, I was going to say my child. <laughs> my child. My son is a bud tender, and in he he works at. T- woo! Look at that, you guys. We're gonna have, are you charging for this? <laughs> we're, we're going to OnlyFans very soon. <laughs> there we go. I got that. You guys said my, <laughs> I, my, I should have a live feed to the OnlyFans. Um, yeah, there's this cannabis, the space, the community. It's just, oh, I have such a love-hate with it because on one hand, cannabis has not only changed my life, but saved my life. Um, it, it has changed my relationships with you know, humanity, the people I love and hold dear, um, the way I look at the world and the evolution of us and the world, things I've never, would I have protested four years ago? Would I have ever, my best friend's Jamaican and my, my girlfriend is indigenous. Would I have ever been at protests and marching and, and on bended knee? No freaking way. Four years ago, no way. I would have been drinking my wine, shopping online, talking about what a bunch of stinky losers you were. <laughs> Right. And what sounds like the better life? She's sitting there in a beautiful background wearing a wicked awesome hat, wearing rose colored glasses, just chilling, smoking a joint. Exactly. Now I keep to myself, mind my business. I'm in my garden. I'm I'm appreciative of everything. I'm thankful for it all. The good, the bad, the ugly. There's so many lessons in this space. And at this time that we're in this great pause, this reset, I'm we've got to be learning a lot. I, I'm seeing that we're we're all pounding our chests and kicking and screaming. But again, I hear we're saying mostly the same things. We're all wanting the same thing. Well, is it wrong that I keep looking at the news every day and going, please let this last another week? I mean, I'm kind of, <laughs> is that bad? You just want a gig or two, right? Yeah, just well, give see, me... Exactly. That, there you go. Like, if I could work a little... Mm-hmm. That would be phenomenal. But being to stay, I mean, my son says it's our last year together. He's, you know, going off to live on his own and whatever and m- getting more time with my husband and we're working on other things and there's stuff on the website and there's writing that has been sitting there forever. Um, it's given us a lot of time to do all that. But do I, I don't know. And what happens? Do they just say, okay, everyone go, lockdown's <laughs> over, shutdown's over, go party? Or what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> Drew keeps saying it's going to be the roaring 20s or 2020s. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree. And as a, as a live performer, um, a lot of people are saying comedy is going to now find this whole new world in the virtual realm. I disagree completely. I think that when this is over and when the fear subsides, because I think there's going to be a, oh. a moment between the government saying it's all safe and the population in general saying we now trust it to be safe. But right. once that happens, um, if I can hang out a little bit longer, uh, the, the live comedy scene is going to explode. Theater's going to come back. It's going to wow. be a pretty amazing time. Well, I think I, people are already I mean, sick and tired of being in front of the computer. Like, what did you say? Even um, offices are saying, you know, we're not, we're not going to do the meeting this week. We're just done. We want to. It's nice outside, too, right? So, like, we're just done. <laughs> I'm done. I, 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 I feed off the energy and I think it also, I, I work with it. Like my, my anxiety uh, when I'm in a crowd and I have to speak and I'm at events, I need that energy. Um, even if like the, even when I'm sort of scared that, that that's sort of like my spark. 
to just sort of go through and stand up taller and smile brighter and project. It's really hard on a screen like we're doing right now and that we've been doing for over a year to relate to the audience, to feel from the audience. Um, we're talking over one another. We're in these little square boxes. I don't know about you guys, but I'm staring at myself the whole time. <laughs> Fixing my hair, I'm checking my makeup. And no matter what is on the other end, I can't seem to get past that. <laughs> and it's, I'm done. I'm, I want to be around some human energy, good or bad. I'm ready to, you know, it, 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 for what the content I create and the life we've created because of that, I need the human interaction. I have to be around you jokers. Yeah. See, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you, Jackie to, I'll leave Timmy at home and I'm coming to see you. No, I, I want to come and see her. We're out. I'm like, you know, gone. I, I want to visit so, you as well, Jackie. <laughs> Uh, anytime, for sure. Anytime. Um, I do have a question, though, just stepping back a little bit, because we've discovered there's a lot of people who are surprised that MJ and I can have a really good relationship, and she's a consumer and I'm not. So we get a lot of raised oh. eyebrows. But right. we've also met people who um, are in this situation, few and far between. Your initial journey was that, right? You were married to Drew for what, for years. six, yeah. seven years. Um, so, explain seven that years, story. Yeah. So we were together, um, yeah, but it was probably just over seven years before I started consuming cannabis. And I would drink wine like other people or nothing at all. Um, he would spend a lot of time outside though, by himself. Like he would barbecue and smoke a joint. He'd go, he'd cut the grass and be in the garden and smoking a joint. He would roll a joint like, and like take forever outside on the deck by himself. I noticed we spent a lot of time together, but separate because he was a cannabis consumer and he would go outside. Like, so at concerts and venues, events, he would go outside and, meet all kinds of people and tell me how great everyone was and who we met and so-and-so's just had a baby and whatever while they're all talking out at like smokers or whatever it was and I'm inside so that was I, I mean that was noted I we and we both noted that I would do girls weekends at the winery and he would go on a fishing trip or do whatever and there would be smoking weed and then once I started consuming um we did it together. Everything was, I mean, we sit outside and barbecue together. We eat outside because he wants to smoke a joint. We go for walks, things that we, we were always in the gym. He's a gym owner. So we, we were always inside. And once I started um, smoking cannabis, we ended up going for walks together outside and going for hikes and planning trips around being outside. Also, we went to Amsterdam to immerse myself in it fully and to take, we went to mushroom school and we did cannabis 101 and like we've been Jamaica, same thing. We toured farms and gardens and I never, our first trip to Jamaica, we didn't do that. We went to some craft markets and we ate some jerk chicken and we laid on the beach. The second time we went to school and we went to farms and garden and you know, we learned all about the culture and I learned how to do, I think it's called a chillum or something. I don't know. <laughs> I learned like, it's really, really cool. So his his approach was really good. He he made it educational and interesting. 
And then he would constantly throw out like celebrities that are smoking weed. Like if he heard or saw someone, oh, they posted so-and-so getting out of her car with a joint or something, he'd send it to me right away. It's like, you know, it's not all bad, Jackie. Like there's these, like there's normal people that are smoking weed too. So it, it's, um, and then I talk a lot about the edibles, right? Which edibles did for our relationship. Um, and I brag about it. What, two people that love each other come together at any stage of life um, and then add some cannabis to that, you know, the, mm-hmm. let, let go of your inhibitions. You're just more in tune to each other. Your voices there. Oh, you said you know, in this where it's just you and nothing and nobody else. I mean, as a mom in my late forties, I got a lot on my mind. I, you know, I've got bills and dishes and pets and distress <laughs> When I have an edible, seven or eight o'clock, we go to bed at nine or 10. It's just him and I, that's our world and nothing else. And that's Mm. pretty, I've been missing out. (laughs) A lot of us are missing out there, Tim. All right. Well, you've convinced me. I'll I'll start consuming. Way to go, Jackie. Just before bed, right? (laughs) Well, no, that's very cool. If it's... If it's because of religious reasons or it's just the way it was, right? So I I would stand up and say when I first would speak about my publicly about my journey to the plant, I would start with an apology. I'm sorry I was wrong. How I was brought up and what I was taught, what I truly believed was wrong. There we go. Mm. <laughs> well it. see, Timmy's problem <laughs> is the THC. Because you have tried consuming cannabis, but yeah. I gave him three times some Bruce Banner number three, which is like it was like twenty six percent THC. It was well, they, that's what they said it was. But anyways, he did not do very good at bowling, yeah. and ever since then has sworn off. I'm cannabis. not sacrificing my bowling score, Jackie. There's certain things that are sacred. It is not it is not religious reasons. It is my bowling score. That is my choice. That's true. (laughs) So maybe a lower THC or, you know, try a different strain, try a different a different way to consume. I I don't smoke a lot because of that way. I like a and even a five ten milligram, like that sounds funny to me, but a five ten milligram edible. Do you drink or do you not even drink? Uh, water. See, Jackie, five, <laughs> You're a ball of fun. five milligrams. Oh, he's all fun, all on his own. I don't Cheers. need, we don't need to add anything. Yeah, that, well, that was my theory growing up. Everybody was, so even though I had the religious, um, probably not wrong information as well included in that, um, I had zero desire to drink or to do drugs or doing that because I could go to any party, any small gathering and be the life of the party and actually remember it the next day. And people be like, they didn't even want to offer me anything lest it might take away my funniness. What if I turned not funny? Right. (laughs) So I never, I never needed it to come out of my shell. So it was never, you know, but then there's also people who need it to chill, but I've, I think I've always been kind of balanced. And so I haven't thought about it. I I would either way. Jackie, I would like to give Timmy a test, one mil of CBD every day for a month and see how he feels. And just, yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't you do a little 
experiment or a little, well, you've got all this time on your hands. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, no, I'm willing. We've talked about different experiments that we'd like to try on this podcast because we, we think that we can build an audience just because of my presence on it, because I'm awesome, but because also being the newbie is that most cannabis um, entertainment vehicles are cannabis people talking to cannabis people. And so what we wanted was to right. hopefully build an audience where I could take some of these experiments and say, what would happen if I did this for a month? What would happen if she stopped for a month? That would be a... a yeah, I'm actually, not a fan of that I'm not. A, I'm actually not a fan of that either because I've seen... <laughs> After this morning? No, I guess not. <laughs> Yeah, we've we've seen it. we've seen the dark side. Excuse me. Um, you have to you have, when the world when you're allowed, you have to go to Vegas and check out the cannabis scene in Vegas. You take them to some dispensaries and whatever. And if it doesn't change your mind about cannabis or it just you it will definitely pique your interest a little more. The way they've packaged things and the way they brand and sell things and the education behind it. It's a, if you like museums, which I love, art galleries and museums, the cannabis industry and the cannabis community in Vegas is like, like nothing I've never, oh, it's unbelievable. It's expensive, but it is <laughs> unbelievable. Well, I am, I am currently, well, I guess it's been a while now, but so I'm firmly in a world now where I am anything, anything goes, you know, other than, you know, I have no desire to go to jail. I mean, I'm, I'm way too pretty for that, but, um, <laughs> aside from the illegal, legal things, I'm, I'm ready to go, you know, so you throw some challenges my way, Jackie. Yeah. I, I never waited for legalities to do anything or else I wouldn't have been consuming cannabis yeah, for years. Felon. Right. So that's like like Drew. I think he said he was 14 the first time. And I just I'm sure in high school, I'm positive I've got some boyfriend somewhere saying I'm she smoked a joint with me. I'm sure I tried a bunch of times. I've never inhaled or anything. I didn't know what I was right. doing. And I, she sounds like I don't know. President. I remember those <laughs> <laughs> I put it in my oh, lips, but I, did, but I didn't inhale. But I did have sexual relations with <laughs> <laughs> What? No. No. <gasps> My ears. Probably a cigar. We have to, we got to wrap um, this up because. I, uh, yes. yes, I just want to say thank you but for I, your time, Jackie. You. I know you're super busy and this has run a little bit longer. Well, I did have, I did have uh, one other, one other question. You might want to have something else, but um, when I was, uh, when I was in the church and I went into comedy, there was this distinction between um, are you a Christian comedian? And I always preferred to say that I am a comedian who happens to be Christian. So my question right. to you is, as a, um, well, at least through according to Instagram, I see model photos and we've talked already about, I mean, your, your modeling images are some of the most amazing eclectic group i i am going to um show my versions of many of your poses and modeling um scenarios because they're absolutely phenomenal but uh, would you consider yourself a cannabis model or are you a model who happens to do cannabis 
Hmm. That's a good question. First of all, thank, thank you. you for the compliment and knock yourself out on all those poses. I'll tag you. <laughs> I'll be sure to share on my, on my socials. <laughs> Maybe we'll start you in OnlyFans. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, the world has begun. I'm, as I am aging, like us all, um, the model is a really sticky word for me, like influencer is for some. <laughs> So I would say I am a former model that consumes cannabis. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a cannabis model because I don't do all, you know, I don't really incorporate cannabis in my shoots, like on my professional level and in my, my, my work, my art doesn't usually, I mean, I will have consumed cannabis or mushrooms or something for most of it, but it's not really highlighted. And unfortunately, that is strategic right now anyway, because of compliance and the rules and regulations around mm -hmm. cannabis. It's very, very hard to show something I put hours of work and time and money into when the plant is still so villainized everywhere. Like so for certain magazines or advertisements, brands and sponsors that work with me, it's really, really hard to blatantly put it out there. I do every once in a while. And then it's met with, uh, you know, it's shadow banned or restricted or reported and, or it can't be monetized. So I'm more of a model that consumes cannabis, not a cannabis model. Well, I would like to say that um, we've posted, we have, we had three TikTok accounts to when we tried, like we got the newbie and the doobie for all of the social platforms. And we've tried three different TikTok accounts with various naming and stuff and we were getting zero views like not even one or two like organically it wasn't moving at all because it was cannabis related because there was something cannabis so we we created another one and it's just called timmy and mj it just says podcast and we put one video up where we're not talking about cannabis at all and we got twenty thousand views already so it shows you like like they don't want to talk about it which is a shame. No, they don't. They, yeah, it's really, and they don't want to talk about it. Just like we, we say, I know um, Mary Jane, like, you know, free the nipple and all like, there's so much, there's so much stuff going like, on online. Free the nipple. Like, Do it. No. Free the nipple. Like, Let's, we want like the natural progression of things like where we're at, like cannabis is not, they're trying, they try and crush it. They try and keep it down. I mean, like a lot of things right now, I, when we're going through the Trump situation and as the, you know, like just the, the, the heavy racial tensions in the world, social media is not our friends. It used to be a fun place where I was just wild and crazy. And now it's like, whew, it's, you know, you're stepping on bombs all over the place on social media. Twitter is the ugliest. Oof. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Twitter was where you go to complain about companies that like threw your burger <laughs> together all like crappily or something. It's how you get stuff done. I, my friends do send me their complaints. If they if someone hasn't returned something for them, they'll send me their, but, and then I put it up on Twitter for them. So <laughs> well, you like, have complain on Twitter. You have inspired me to really consider dropping social media, just going on to OnlyFans and saying, look, I'm done worrying about what to post, worrying about being me and just go on there. And if you want it, pay me something for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Exactly. For real. Like if, you know, 
if it's worth something, if it's something you want to support, it's a message you want to relate to or something you enjoy. I'm an artist, just like, you know, just like you, then you're going to have to support the content because this, all this regulations and within compliance, and it's just a mess. I'm done with it. I agree. I actually started an OnlyFans page, and uh, I think I'm going to be starting a show or a segment on there called Good for you! Don't put that out there. Trademark that. Yeah, yeah. We'll cut that out. Edit that out. (laughs) You cut cut that out. (laughs) Um, I'm going to let have MJ... I give everybody everything for free. (laughs) I'm going to give MJ the final words. I know how much she loves and respects you, but I do want to acknowledge um, it has been an absolute pleasure following you online. I know I've met you once at a really bad comedy show. Um, that my husband stood up and yelled at everyone. <laughs> that was him. That was fucking awesome. That was I was like, that was the smartest yeah, fucking dude. You're, like, you're yeah. like, you made me right then and there say, that's a couple I'd like to hang out with. But um, I just hope you, you continue, whether it's through cannabis or just through your own positive spirit, that you, uh, you continue to stay well, stay happy throughout this time. And I do look forward to getting a chance to meet you in person. But MJ, you got the final words on this one. Okay, so um, I love you. I think you know that. Um, Much like everybody else. Well, everybody should love you. Anyways, so um, the one time that I will say that I realized that you and Drew were the couple that I wanted to chill with was at one of many events that we went to. And I was fortunate enough to be sitting, eating, and you and Drew had come over. And it was like a very quiet moment where you got to sit and just breathe and be you. And I know that feeling because people expect so much from you. And it's not that you're being fake. It's just it takes a lot of energy to be on all the time. So it was really nice that I got to see you and Drew just interacting as you guys. And that's when I knew that you were actually not like those snobby people that are like, you know, when people are like, uh, Jackie Childs, I'm like, fuck you. You don't know her. That's why you think that way. So just saying. There's, there's such a massive misconception. First of all, thank you very much for having me. And thanks for allowing me to share some time with you guys. And this is really exciting. And Good luck and congratulations. Thank you. Um, really fun. I like that you're doing it together. Um, yeah, I am really misunderstood. That should be like if my next tattoo or my next book or whatever, really misunderstood. So, but thank you for, I mean, I know you've, you've said a lot in private, like when they say, you know, how people think about or stick up for it. You've had to uh, defend my name or throw some positive light there a bunch of times. So thank you very, very much. And I appreciate it. And I hope you guys will have me back. And I look forward to sharing space and time when we actually can. (laughs) Of course. I always try and be somebody's ray of sunshine. So I'm happy to be that for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I hope you remember your your cushion. What was his name? Yes, Gary. Gary, I do. You still have him? I have one now, too. Okay, so Gary, I don't want to give out too much information, but Gary has met somebody, and he's had some really important things happen in his life, but because of quarantine, he can't announce anything yet, so stay tuned. (laughs) I'll stay tuned to find out what Gary's up to. (laughs) Well, thank you for coming, Jackie. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Be well. Well... (laughs) 
That was amazing. That was great. She's lounging. She's just lounging away, and uh, these headphones need to come off. I know. It looked awesome there. I was like, I could so go for that right now. (laughs) She looked like she was like in the witness protection program. A little bit. A little bit. The background looked almost too good to be true, but then she was like smoking the joint. Probably green screened. And as soon as she she lit her joint, I was like... <laughs> I want to go outside. She looks chill Like and 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 here's the thing. You you know you know more about her because you've you've interacted with her more. I only met her once. Like I mentioned at that really bad show. <laughs> um, and um, but like you said, she she gives off these vibes. And I and I don't. I know that there are just people in this world who want to immediately think the worst of other human beings. Like like people's default sometimes is to just rip somebody else apart, especially if they're doing well in life, successful, whatever it may be. And all I have gathered from what I have heard um, and what I've seen is somebody who is really just trying their best to be them is calm. Now, here's the thing, too. She's confident in who she is now. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of... That wasn't always the case. Right. And there's a lot of people in this world that aren't confident in who they are. And those are usually the people... Yeah. Who tear down, right? Because they haven't gained enough self-confidence. Um, because I see somebody who is uh, just trying to be themselves and share their truth, share their life, share their story, share their love. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like her. So I, I'm going to I'm gonna put that on record. Well, I mean, like I said during the podcast, like while she was here, anybody who has something like negative and this is my opinion anybody who has anything negative to say about Jackie has never actually spent the time to have a conversation with her and like i i've had multiple conversations with Jackie and it's not like we're like best friends and we chat all the time i know her through the industry and she's always given me the time to to chat to stop to be personable to to actually like i said like a, a true human being not just when you see celebrities, you're like, oh, okay, you're, you know, like that person's just, you know. Well, for us to be so early in our podcast um, journey, mm-hmm. to have her come on um, so early in that, there's a lot of people out there who'd be like, you know, let's wait till you make a name for yourself and then we'll come in. And Absolutely. Uh, Jackie's it, a huge deal. It was, yeah, no. And yeah. to be, to be. I'm sure and, she, and she would probably say no, but. <laughs> I don't know. She's being very humble if she does. I'm a huge deal. so And we know how humble you are. Right. Yes. Um, anyways, it was, it was good. So what did we learn? Let's, uh, let's just try to wrap it up. What, what did we learn from that conversation? Um, I learned that uh, her story is very, like, I can relate to it because I have a lot of similarities. Um, even though like we didn't touch very much on it because we're a cannabis podcast and she did mention mushrooms with like mm-hmm. um, psychedelics and stuff that that is also a part of my journey that I've been toying with because of my PMDD that I suffer from and you and I have discussed that as well um, but it's just it's so I learned that somebody who you think that you know is got it all together mm may not actually have it all together and has found ways to keep it from quote unquote falling apart. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So um, it's just nice that she's sharing her story. Well, I've learned, uh, I've learned that there, um, there are people out there who um, are willing uh, 
to grow and to change. And she's one of those people. And, and it's some, it's those people like that, that I'm always looking for. Cause I, I feel like I'm in that stage of life. And I think I've always felt the need to grow and to be challenged, but I've learned that there's others out there and there's, it's, it's interesting how, you know, as we talked about the, you know, her similarities to your story and her relationship with her husband's similarity to our story and her story and my story even you know, bar, you know, barring little differences, it, it's it was, amazing. It was fairly similar too. Yeah, I mean, if you become a consumer, it would be even more. If I become a consumer and do the same modeling photos that Jackie does, it's like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I, oh I my know, god. Does that does that, that mean that god? we? I think that literally means that we, like, we become. Yeah, I think so. I think it's some sort of weird. I don't think that's how it works, Timmy. Well, we'll test it. Okay, we'll test it. We'll see. All right. Cool. Well, let's wrap this one up then, shall we? All right. Another one in the books. Well, that was Jackie Childs. And I'm Timmy Boyle. And I'm Mary Jane Baker. Stay lifted. And keep on laughing. Laughing.